In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, beloved children of God, and welcome to Thursday in the 25th week in the ordinary time of the church's year. Today being the 23rd day of September 2021, we celebrate the memorial of St. Padre Pio. He is popularly called Padre Pio. Let us together invite the Spirit of God to dwell in us. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Dearly beloved children of God, the title of my homily today is Open the Gates. Let the King of the Glory come in. Open the gates. Let the King of Glory come in. The first reading today is taken from the prophet Haggai chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 8. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Luke chapter 9 from verse 7 to verse 9. Today we celebrate the feast of St. Pius of Petrasina. He is popularly called Padre Pio. Padre Pio was born in Italy in 1887 and joined the Capuchin Friars. He was ordained in 1910, and three years later, he received the visible signs of the stigmata, that is, the five wounds of Jesus Christ. From this time onwards, he had no he had to endure all kinds of humiliations. He spent the whole of his life hearing confessions, directing penitence, and interceding for the church and the world. He died at San Giovanni Rototondo on the 23rd September 1968. This is the person we celebrate today, and we shall be seeing a little more about his life. A young man who led a very quiet life, yet attained greatness even in his quietness. Dear children of God, Padre Pio is a great, you know, example and a great challenge to our generation, you know, as um, a generation that is so engrossed in the very loud and shouty lifestyle, the lifestyle that seeks to attain greatness through the quest for, for popularity and having the approval of the um, society, then these often lead us away from God, even in our quest to attain greatness, because we desire and work to attain this greatness, employing the wrong means, unlike the case of this young man, Padre Pio, who led a very humble life, yet became great, and today he is honored by the church and by humanity, even as we celebrate the victory of God in his life. In the very first reading also we see something similar play out. God through the prophet Haggai telling his people after they have returned from the Babylonian captivity and they have settled down in Jerusalem and other parts of Judah, then they were busy setting up for themselves 
places of accommodation, houses for themselves, and they didn't build the temple immediately. Of course, it is obvious that the reason for this is, as a returnees who just came back from exile, they hadn't anything as such. Perhaps the resources they have gathered from the generosity of people and from the king of Persia, they felt was not enough to rebuild the temple when they remember the greatness of the former temple that was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. And so I'm sure they felt they needed to gather more materials, at least to raise a temple that is fitting enough for the glory of God, even though it may not be as great as the previous one. They felt so little. They felt, you know, so, so poor to start up such a huge project. And so they just needed to put up something to keep themselves comfortable. And God spoke through Haggai to them and said, You see, all the efforts you are making to take care of your needs are all in vain because you have not given God his rightful place. You have not opened the gate of the city, the gate of your town, the gate of your heart, and allow God in, the ruler of the one who rules in glory, so that his presence in your midst, in your family, in your land, can cause you to be fruitful, even in your labor and in your efforts. And so Haggai encouraged them to rebuild the temple. And so they embarked on that very project. Again also, in the gospel today we we'll see Jesus, who led a very quiet life, but became so popular and influential because he was doing the bidding of God the Father who sent him. He was living a good life. That is clear from the reading in the gospel. Herod heard so much about Jesus and he sought to know who is this Jesus. If Jesus was living a very loud and shouty life as we live today, as so many men of God tend to live today, he would have been known. His identity wouldn't have been an issue. Nobody would have confused his identity. And so many felt he's John the Baptist. Others, others said he's one of their prophets and all of that. And Herod would say, John the Baptist, I beheaded who is this man that I've heard so much about. In his own quiet way, he was doing great things, changing life, transforming souls, healing people, turning around the situation of the people of his time. The children of God. Today God invites us to review our lives. To check to what extent we live allowing his presence amongst us. Do we allow him in? Is our heart open to him? The gates to our hearts, the gates to our family life, the gates to our society. And I spoke to the people of Israel, and I speak to the people of Nigeria today, that if not until we allow the God into our land and allow him to guide our affairs, the trouble in Nigeria will persist. Oh yes, you may say, Father, but we've been praying. We'll be fasting, even at the national level, at the state level, crusades everywhere. Nigerians are religious people. Africans are religious people. Check the nations where they don't believe in God. They don't talk much of God. There is peace. There is progress. There is development. They are advancing in science and technology. There is harmony and all of that. There is order. Oh, yes. You are correct if you have that view. But dear child of God, let me tell you, 
having one's gate open unto God and having the presence of God dwell among a people is not a function of what they profess with their lips. It's not a function of how much noise they make about God and for God and in the name of God. We make a whole lot of noise in Africa, in Nigeria, in the name of religion, whether Christianity or Islam. But we really allow God into our lives and into our society. We tend to rule for God. We tend to keep God away. Yet we operate in his name and we make whole much, so much noise in his name. That is very clear from our human relationship, from the way we treat people, from the way we handle things, public resources and public properties. Go to the developed world where you think they don't believe in God. What you see play out in human relationship is clearly the values of the kingdom of God. So whether they profess it verbally or not, they are leaving it because they allow the presence of God directly or indirectly for what they do is what is approved of by god in so many instances you may say oh father they live in sin they do so many things you see gays you see abortionists um, pro-abortionists they commit all kinds of evil and wickedness and all of that yes very correct but even where these things are not talked about are they not present if we are not guilty of those evils, are we not guilty of more grievous evils? Even if we are not guilty of any evil at all, what are the virtues of the kingdom of God that we can boast about? Tolerance, forgiveness, kindness, love. Do we find this? Care for the less privileged, the incapacitated, the challenged, physically challenged. Go to these countries, they will always give preference to the weak. They will always give preference to the disadvantaged. They will always give preference to the females. They will always give free preference to the aged. They will give preference to little children. There is always provision for the poor. Every person in the society is recognized and given proper attention. The resources of the public is judiciously used for the good of all. These are the values of the kingdom of God. Do we have them in Nigeria? Do we have them in Africa? Even though we make so much noise in the name of God we need to open our gates and allow God in and the only way we know that to open up the gates of our hearts and allow God in is when we begin to live out the virtues and the values of the kingdom of God then his glory will come and dwell among us and he will reign among us and he will bless us and he will cause our land to prosper that is why like Hagar told the people of Israel I am telling us and our generation today that we need to begin to rebuild the temple of God we don't need to wait until we become so perfect. Dear child of God, no matter how unworthy you think you are, no matter how incapable you think you are, begin with the little you can and begin to create a niche for God in your heart. Begin to create a niche for God in your family. Begin to create a niche for God in your office. Begin to create a niche for God in your community. Beyond fasting and prayer, beyond going to church, beyond bearing the Christian name, beyond putting on uniforms, beyond putting emblems, 
chains, stickers, and all of that. Beyond wearing sacramentals, these are good. I'm not discouraging the use of these things, but you must go beyond all of this. Let the presence of God play out by the way you live your life and in your relationship with others. When we all do this, the glory of God will enter into our land. It will come into our communities. It will come into our families. It will come into our offices and everything will begin to flourish again. Let us stop deceiving ourselves. Let our leaders stop deceiving themselves, telling us lies and painting and selling out pictures and images of themselves that are completely false because they want to gain popularity. That cannot lead them to greatness. What leads to greatness is the simple lifestyle that is imbibed in virtue. This is what we see in the life of the part of Father Pew, whose feast we celebrate today. That is what we see in the life of Jesus Christ himself. The quest to do the will of God in a very simple and very gentle manner. Without seeking the approval of men. That yet the glory of God, the greatness of God is made manifest even in this their little, little dealings. Our leaders. They don't need to give us all that we need. They don't need to provide answers to all our questions. They only need to provide the simple, basic amenities. As basic as roads. As basic as giving audience, listening ear, giving the freedom of speech. As basic as allowing people the right to associate as basic as justice, equity, fairness, as basic as unity, this is all. And when we do, the glory of God will dwell among us. For we have opened unto him our gates, and the blessings of God will reign among us. Then we shall prosper and we shall flourish as a nation, as families, as a people, as companies, as firms, and as various establishments, even as churches, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.